Hello, everyone. You're watching Workday Rising live from San Francisco. I'm Bob Evans, co-founder and analyst at Acceleration Economy. I'm joined by Ash Noah, Vice President and Managing Director of Learning, Education and Development at AICPA. We're going to discuss how technology, specifically AI, is changing the role of the CFO as we know it. Ash, great to have you. Thank you, fantastic. Uh, it's really exciting to be here. What a great time. How is Workday Rising going for you so far? Well, so far, fantastic. Um, lots of energy, meeting new people, and new conversations, uh, and all conversations really leading to technology, automation as being the foundation for transformation. Perfect, perfect. Ash, the uh, AICPA recently came out with a compelling report called you know, from Scorekeeper to Futurist, The Journey to Finance 5.0. And I wanted to read uh, a line from right near the top of that report, right near the introduction, because I think it sets a pretty aggressive agenda. CFOs lead enterprise-wide transformations and they're expected to oversee finance teams capable of tapping into the power of AI, ML, advanced analytics, and other technologies to automate mundane tasks and augment value creation. That's a pretty aggressive agenda. Now, how is that playing out? It is an aggressive agenda, but it's also an unprecedented opportunity for finance, really. Uh, if you think about the technologies that have come about in the last 10 years, um, I've not been a CFO for 10 years now, uh, but I wish I was a CFO now. Uh -huh. These te technologies are really enabling technologies. Things that we wanted to not do because they were boring and repetitive and, you know, take a lot of time, that really holds you back from doing the things that are more interesting and engaging in the business. It's actually possible now. So although it might seem like a daunting statement, but it's actually a statement that, uh, uh, that shows and positions the opportunity that is out there. It is an unprecedented opportunity, really, for finance to embrace technology not see it as a disruptor, but as an enabler to make the shift, um, to take you out of the day-to-day -day and really be in the future. And that's the journey of, you know, you don't want to be scorekeeping, you don't want to be um, just counting the score, yeah. but you want to be in the game. Yeah. And, yeah. and technology and automation is enabling that. Well, Ash, you know, I, I saw also in the report that you talked about four areas that the CFO is supposed to deliver on. There's customer experience, easy access to data, predictive insights, and risk management. I thought it was really interesting that for the CFO, customer experience was first on that list because fairly or unfairly, I'm not sure that traditionally people have regarded the CFO as on the forefront of customer experience. So could you talk about you know, how, what that means and how that's changing? So the fundamental reason a CFO and a finance function exists is to create value and to preserve value. Finance have been really good at preserving value and that's the whole aspect of risk management that you just touched upon. But to actually shift towards value creation, one needs to start engaging in the business model. Mm -hmm. On the top of the business model, the top dimension of the business model is customer value proposition. And now unless a finance function understands our purpose, what is it that we are serving the customer? Why is the customer engaging with our organization? What are the reasons they have chosen us over competitors? 
what value do we bring to the customer? That, that is fundamental for finance to understand if they want to engage in value creation. So finance has always been in the box of costs and revenues. So costs and revenues are an outcome of the business model. And at the top is customer value proposition. Mm -hmm. Then there are relationships and resources that are used to convert raw materials and inputs into services or products. And then you have processes and channels. These are the other dimensions of the business model. And we, in finance, live in the outcomes and scorekeeping dimension, which is costs and revenues. Yeah. Costs and revenues are an outcome of the other three okay. dimensions, but the challenge is for finance to get engaged in the other dimensions and customer value proposition and customer experience being at the very top. Yeah, Ash, I want to ask you a question about culture and then come back to the risk management issue. Because at this time, over the past year, right, the, you know, every conversation seems is dominated by Gen AI and these other changes. You're talking about a major transformation, perhaps the greatest transformation the CFO profession has gone through. So there's all those issues you talked about, there's technology transformation, but I think you're talking about in some ways a mindset or a cultural transformation as well. Um, what has to be in the CFO's toolkit to be able to not just acknowledge that, but deliver on it? So we, uh, in our research, we've identified five key dimensions that enables a CFO to actually move towards value creation. Um, so technical skills are what brings us to the table. So we have technical skills in finance and accounting. And we report numbers, we keep the score based on accounting standards, we follow the rules, and we create and curate reports that are used by investors, by banks, by the external stakeholders, but also used internally by management to make decisions, right? So that's a starting point for a CFO, the technical skills. But then we have to layer on top of technical skills, business skills, right? understanding the business. The closer you are to the business, the more you can participate in value creation. On top of business skills, we also have identified people skills. Mm -hmm. Right, you, you cannot create value without collaboration. Right. You cannot create value without partnering. Uh, and finance co-creates value. We don't create value on, on our own. We co-create value and co-creation requires people skills. And then there are leadership skills to layer on top of that. Uh, we are not just about managing the people but also leading in terms of being engaged in strategy, being engaged in motivating your people, being engaged in um, collaboration with the other parts and leading with regards to enterprise technology. So there are leadership skills and in the center of all of these skills, the technical, the people, the business, the leadership are digital skills. And that's where it comes to the technology and understanding how can technology drive transformation of your business model how can technology, so it's not about implementing a new ERP system, right. or it's not just about automation for the sake of reducing workload, but actually to look at technology as an enabler of transforming, uh, transformational changes in your business model. Mm -hmm. How do you serve your customers in new ways? 
how do you transform your business model with new products, with a new way of serving customers, and really meeting the technology expectations of your customer. Mm -hmm. I mean, your customer yeah. has certain levels of expectations in terms of a digitized relationship, a relationship where they can really connect with you digitally and, and um, it makes the customer experience more seamless right. and reduces friction. And that drives customer loyalty, it drives a re reduction in customer churn, and so suddenly now, um, I'm talking about the same thing again, yeah. customer experience, customer value proposition. Yeah, and Ash, if you tie that in with something you mentioned early on about you know, value creation and value preservation, one of the key things that came up in the report was the need for CFOs to balance risk management and opportunity creation. So how does that play in with what's going on here? And again, fairly or unfairly, I think most people think, oh, the CFO's going to tilt totally toward value, value preservation, preservation and yeah. costs and expenses. Yeah. Right. So how does he or she, this uh, futurist, the leader of Finance 5.0, how does they make that leap into the world of value creation? So that is really around leadership. It's around having the right team, having the right people around you, either recruiting the right people or elevating your current capabilities through training, through uh, mentoring, and really focused attention on people. Right. So you cannot make that leap without the right people. It's not just technology. So in order to transform, there are two other T's that are essential, and that's talent and technology. Uh -huh. um, so talent plus technology will enable transformation. Okay. And so, in order to make that leap from not just being a risk manager, not just managing the risks and preserving value, to make that leap into value creation, uh, one really has to get the risk management process, the fundamentals of accounting, controls in place. We cannot let go of that. We have to be really very well anchored. And then you take that leap and you stretch out towards value creation. Um, because even to be recognized at the table yeah. that you can participate in value creating activities, you have to get the value preservation absolutely yeah. spot on. Yeah. And once that's done, then you can start venturing out uh, but again, I would say technology, automation can really help in, in, even in the risk management area. Um, automating processes, controls in your accounting, reporting, and controls then enables you to venture out into other aspects of the business model. Okay, and Ash, on that subject too, because you, you've brought this up about leadership you know, a, a few times and how essential that is. Could you talk a little bit about how the CFO in this new role has to play and engage differently with the other members of the C-suite? Right, that is absolutely essential, right? So we've, starting, uh, we've started a conversation about human skills. Um, so when you think about technology and automation, it's essential to bring adequate human skills to technology and then it's humans working with technology, humans enabled with technology, 
actually leading that transformation. So you're absolutely spot on when, when it comes to creating value, as I said, we don't create value on our own, it's co-created, and that requires partnering. Partnering requires human skills such as empathy, yeah. communication, being able to collaborate, being able to achieve consensus, and when there isn't a consensus, then being able to you know, work through the differences in order to achieve an outcome. There won't always be consensus, uh, there will always be difference of opinion, and there will always be a business case A or B. Right. Uh, but it's making an effective case through collaboration, uh, through uh, understanding emotional decision making, mm -hmm. or understanding and bringing empathy to discussions. These are all human skills that have always been required. But in the future, as we go into a realm where most of the report creation, production has been automated, and now you're asking finance to be partnering, mm -hmm. you're asking finance to be a co-pilot to certain aspects of the business, you need people skills. Yeah. And you need to be able to co-create and work together, collaborate, communicate effectively in order to create value. Well, at that point, Ash, the, to create value, I'd like you to go into that in a little more detail because again, those five levels that you feel the finance futurists must uh, achieve here, scorekeeper, advisor, partner, value creator, and futurist. Right, that's the progression, right? Yeah. Uh, you might still be a scorekeeper, and as you advance, you uh, become an advisor to the business, and then you become a true partner, and then that enables you to uh, engage in value creation, and then you can start looking towards the future yeah. and truly become the futurist. But um, you, and as you said, they, they've got to get the fundamentals right. You've right. got to get the value preservation, make Absolutely. sure you're rock solid of that Absolutely. before going off there. So is this value creation in terms of uh, new alliances? You've talked a lot about the power of customer relationships under which value sits, or uh, revenue sits. So love to hear a little bit more about the value creation that the types of value creation that CFOs should strive for. Right, so if you look at um, value creation and if you look at enterprise value, 90% of the enterprise value is sitting in intangible assets. Ah, uh, yeah. Right, so there's yeah. a major shift that is required. We in finance, we're really good at managing the financial capital of the company, the manufactured capital, the assets, buildings, plant and machinery, et cetera. But in order to be in the value creating zone, we need to start shifting towards the intangibles. And what do we mean by intangibles? These are not the intangible assets already in the balance sheet. These are intangible assets which are outside of the balance sheet, but they are valued by the marketplace. So it's the difference between the market capitalization, so what does the market view as the value of your enterprise versus your net assets in the balance sheet. Today, in a S&P 500 company, that average is about 90%. Okay. So 90% of the value is outside of the balance sheet. Ah. Finance, accounting, we focus on P&L balance sheet cash flows. Uh, but if you look at the 90% of the value, it's in your uh, intangibles such as human capital mm -hmm. and your intellectual capital, your social and relationship capital. And then if you have natural assets, forests or oil reserves or water reserves, et cetera. That's your natural capital. All of these are 
mostly intangible. Finance are really comfortable with the black and white, with what you can count and what you can record. Uh, but the value creation is happening in, like you said, customer relationships. Yeah. Customer relationship has an intangible value, which turns into a tangible revenue every year, but that's where the engagement is required. Right. And finance needs to be able to deal with ambiguity. There's, you cannot put a precise value on this, so you might have to put a range of values. Uh -huh. You might have to come up with proxy, proxies for value, so it might not necessarily be dollars and cents all the time, but it could be customer loyalty, customer churn, staff loyalty for the human capital, uh, staff engagement scores, um, so uh, net promoter scores right. for customers. All of these are proxies for value creation, but we, we have to start understanding how does NPS affect revenue? Yes. How does NPS drive business growth? Uh, new market penetration, what are the customer uh, requirements in a new different market, which might be quite different to your core market where you operate. So these are all the dimensions okay. where finance needs to get involved beyond the tangible assets, moving into intangible asset management. Well, Ash, thank you so much. It's been a, a great conversation. I think you've given everybody a lot to think about and really have uh, outlined the path that CFOs need to take as they want to move from scorekeeper to futurist and the journey to uh, uh, Finance 5.0. Thanks so much for the conversation. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me here. Thank you. Sure. And folks, thanks to those of you who are watching. You're watching Workday Rising live from San Francisco. 